Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash am I the butthole Reddit stories. If you are new here, please consider hitting that like as it really helps out the channel. So maybe give that like a little click right now. Up to you though, no pressure. That subscribe and maybe that notification bell too, as it all really helps out our channel. And let's crack straight on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now our first story does come with an update, so we'll read the original first as always, then go to the update. And it's from Fuzzy106, titled, Am I the arsehole for requiring an apology as a condition to return to work? I, 32 male, partially own a local pharmacy. Most of our patients are old folks, and a lot of them have the I'm old and I can do what I want mentality. As such, dealing with them can be quite challenging at times. I do my best to keep them in check and I do ban the truly intolerable patients. But if I kicked out every cranky old person that came in, we'd be out of business in a week. Last week, one of our clients came in on a really busy day and started getting nasty with one of our techs, 20 female. I offered to step in for her because I know this dude's a dick, but she said she would handle it. Five minutes later, she stomped back in, shouted, fuck this, I'm out, grabbed her stuff and marched out the door. I ran after her and tried to calm her down, but she was having none of it. She said she was tired of dealing with jerks and giving them a pass just because they are old. I told her I understood her frustration to take a 30 minute break that I would deal with the jerk and then come back to work. She refused. I said if she wanted to take the day to really think before she made a decision while angry, I would give it to her. She said no and walked off. I was mad, but I understood because now we're down a tech. We all had to stay an extra three hours after close just to catch up. Well, three days later, she called and apologized, half crying saying she was having a bad day. She was overly stressed. She went on about how crappy her life was going and that she couldn't afford to be out of work now. I was sympathetic and told her that if she wants her job back, she can have it on three conditions. One, seek help for dealing with her stress. I offered to pay for therapy slash stress management courses. Two, if she quits again, it's for keeps. Three, I expected a written apology to her co-workers, not me, for walking out on their mid-shift. She accepted the one and two, but refused the third, saying it was humiliating. I said she walked out on her team mid-shift and left the rest of us to pick up the slack and on our next shift since I couldn't find cover on 48 hours notice. They were all stuck working late as a result of a sudden departure. She refused again and said she's not going to humiliate herself like that and said that she won't be back if I'm going to make her do that. I ended the conversation with, if that's how you feel, then so be it. I'm sorry we couldn't make it work. I'll mail you your last check in the morning. I informed my partner and she got mad at me saying that my request was unreasonable. She agreed that it would be humiliating to her to write an apology like she was a little kid. I countered that adults don't just rage quit their job mid shift with no notice. Now we're at an impasse. She wants to offer her job back sans apology. And I want to move on and find someone new. I'm questioning my decision now. 
So, am I the asshole for making an employee apologize in order to get her job back? And OP comes back with an edit with a little bit of background info. So we'll follow that before we go to the comments with edit. Thanks to everyone for the responses. I've gotten some great feedback in here and I will definitely show the thread to my partner. See what she says. If anyone cares, I'll post an update later on. Just to respond to a few common points. One, I do not repeat do not allow patients to get verbally abusive, insulting, threatening, degrading their character. Anyone who goes down that road gets shown the door quickly. Rudeness is on a gradient and unfortunately, if you work in customer service, you deal with rude people. My techs know I have their back if they need it. So if someone goes too far, I do step in. If I kicked out everyone who was rude or demanding, I would close my doors in a week. Two, when I suggested a written apology, I meant her giving a letter or writing a text to other tech and pharmacists on staff and giving it to them privately, not like write it up and post it in the office or read it aloud for everyone. Three, my partner and I trust each other. We've known each other for years and have been working together since 2012 in some capacity. Even when we disagree, we have enough trust in each other that neither of us would take a major decision independently. And that day-to-day management is the responsibility of whoever is in the office at the time. She and I share very similar philosophies when it comes to the employee management. We come into conflict at times, but we resolve it fairly amicably. Four, I was leaning more on the side of a written apology, but a lot more people suggested a verbal one might be sufficient. And I'm inclined to think that this might be a better course of action. We'll see what happens after I talk to my partner. Now there's a mixed bag of comments on this one. So I want to cover a couple of extra ones before we move to the update. It's always tough to know how many I should cover before we, before we stretch out the story too long, you know, but, but with Talithia saying, not the arsehole. If she was so hard up for a job, she shouldn't be refusing to write an apology letter to the rest of the staff. She was in the wrong to leave as she did and everyone else suffered for it. They deserve an apology. Pineapple Pizza says, not the arsehole. You're maybe one of the coolest bosses ever from this story. Do you have any idea how many people would have handled the situation that gracefully in the moment, except the person back after walking out on everyone and freaking out and offer to pay for mental health services? Not many. The written apology is a little embarrassing, but you are right, her co-workers deserve it and she deserves to be held accountable for her actions, which wouldn't truly be happening unless that or something similar was required. Hot Opportunity says definitely everyone sucks here, her for obvious reasons, but you. One, on the day of her meltdown, you literally offered the rest of the day off, which effectively resulted in the same short staffing. Two, when your employees have emergencies or sick days, do they also have to write formal apologies to the rest of the crew? It's infantilizing and idiosyncratic. And WSR says everyone sucks here. You really need to have some standards for your customers and a known dick should have been banned from the pharmacy. The tech shouldn't have rage quit, but you told her in your exchange to take the rest of the day off and think about whether they really wanted to quit and to get back to you. So you're somewhat responsible for her leaving and thinking she could later have her job back and in effect, somewhat responsible for staff having to work an extra three hours. Without this exchange, I'd say a verbal apology would be appropriate. Why are you requiring a written apology? It is humiliating and you're treating her like a child. And hey, Shuggets Me says, absolutely, you're the arsehole. You're her employer, not her dad. You don't have the right to punish her like that. And your partner is right. It's unnecessarily humiliating and it would put her at the mercy of her coworkers. They've run all over her because they can at any time there's a disagreement between them. She's apologized to you. That's either enough or it isn't. And Jinx the chicken says, everyone sucks here. She shouldn't have walked out, fair. 
in my 15 years of customer service, I've seen plenty of employees walk out. Never have I gotten a verbal or written apology for it from them. The boss handles it and then that's the end of it. That is exactly what should happen. She acknowledges bad behavior, makes an effort to fix the issue, and that's the end of it. Making her basically dress herself down in front of other employees is too much. You make every employee apologize for everything they do wrong to the whole team. Now we've covered the main story, we're gonna move on to the update to see if there's a resolution to this. So update. Hi all, since the post got surprisingly popular, I wanted to give an update. I showed the post to my partner and we had a long discussion about the situation. I convinced her that a verbal apology was at least needed. We called a staff meeting with the rest of our team and got their take on the situation and did a general wellness check for everyone. I read the quitting situation. The two who were on shift that night said they weren't so much bothered and they had to work on their own slash work late as much as just her storming out like that. I asked them if they would be okay with her coming back to work with them and what their expectations were. The general response was that they'd be fine with it. I told them that I had offered her to come back on the condition that she give a written apology to them. One said that would be appreciated, the other said it was unnecessary. We agreed that a private verbal apology was reasonable resolution to it and that if it happened, there would be no bad feelings. Regarding the wellness check, I asked how they were handling patients and whether or not they were feeling abused or mistreated by them or us. It was pretty unanimous that my gut feeling was correct. They were mostly fine with it, that the few real jerks we had were easy for them to ignore and that they had known the community they grew up in slash work in and how to deal with them. I reminded them that while I appreciated their tenacity, it was an excuse for patients to be in nasty to them and that if at any point they feel like the patients are getting too rude or speaking out of line, to not hesitate to pull me or my partner in to handle them or else discipline them. No punishment, no judgment. I told them we want to make sure they're as happy as possible because the happier they are, the better it is for everyone. After the staff meeting, my partner and I called our former tech together. We both agreed that it was possible that she misunderstood my request as well. She was good at her job. It just made more sense to bring her back than to try and train someone new. We asked her if she'd be interested in coming back, that the offer for pay therapy was still on the table and that her apology did not need to be written, but it could be given verbally and privately. She agreed to come back. As it turns out, she, in fact, did think I meant for her to write an apology and post it on our work board or read it out loud. I apologized for not being clearer and told her that I would never humiliate one of my employees like that and I asked for the apology to keep the mutual trust. She's starting next week and looking for a therapist as well. So happy endings overall. And that is what we like in an update, you know. There's, there's, I think there's only been one where there's been like a negative update afterwards. So it's always nice. I always like it when we get like a little positive update. Someone's getting therapy. They're feeling valued once again. And the whole team's coming back together. And some of the comments in the previous post were saying, oh no, regardless of it, if it was a miscommunication or not, they were saying, oh no, apologies shouldn't be needed to the staff. But I kind of think if I put staff in that situation as well, I'd want to apologize, but maybe that's just me. But let me know what you guys think of this story and the update in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from our very own subreddit, r slash mark narrations. Head on over there, get involved, write your own stories. Possibility they may be read on the channel. And it's from Mischief Man. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Aged seventeen ninety four, titled "Would I Be the Asshole If I Write a Bad Review for a Restaurant?" Hey, Mark, I love the videos. Why, thank you. <laughs> this just happened, and I'm still angry about it, and wondered if I would be the a hole. I went out to dinner with my husband, our son, and our friends. 33 female, 34 male, and 4 female. Three of us ordered steaks and the kids ordered chicken tenders. We waited 45 minutes for our food. When we got the food, all of it was cold. The kids didn't have fries. You would call it chips. (laughs) I ordered mashed potatoes and mac and cheese and they were stone cold. 34 male ordered a medium steak, warm pink center, and he got a well done steak, no pink at all. After all the adults were done eating, about 15 minutes later, the kids finally got their fries which were cold. Everyone's sides and main dishes were completely cold. Our waiter, the entire time, was talking to another waitress about how she was going to call in tomorrow and how he couldn't because he called in last Sunday. After we were done eating, we waited 30 minutes for him to finally bring the check over. We went to pay and it took him another 15 minutes just for him to come and grab the card so we could pay. After we left, I called to speak to a manager. The manager blamed it on new people in the kitchen. When I explained about the waiter, the manager explained how they were short and apologized and hung up. My question is, would I be the a-hole if I leave a negative review even though I already spoken to the manager? Edit to add, my son just threw up the chicken all over himself. He isn't sick with COVID and normally doesn't throw up from chicken. Going to keep monitoring to make sure he doesn't have food poisoning. I'm always someone like if you had a bad enough experience that it makes you want to write a negative review and you're not being petty, which it doesn't sound like in this story, then you're just being honest and leaving a bad review is perfectly valid in my eyes. Had a very similar situation myself with the pub across the road. They serve food and things like that and they change hands like managers quite frequently. They got a new manager now, which is fantastic. But the previous one, I ordered like a a burger with with some salad on the side and the salad came out and the cucumber was brown and it was bending. It was like manky old salad. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I did complain about this one there and there. I said, what is this? This is disgusting. And and they said, oh, sorry, we run out of salad. And it was like, well, don't serve me that then. Come on now, this this can't be difficult to work out. And I wasn't saying this sort of stuff to the server or anything. I was like, I'm I'm not eating that. I'm really sorry, That that is grim. And I was actually joking with the server with it because I don't think, you know, abusing the server is the right way to go. They're just doing their job. And then I went to the burger and the burger was dry as shit. It was just awful. It was an awful experience. And I did say to the manager about it, they couldn't do nothing because they didn't have any extra food at the time. And the place was empty. I mean, I don't know 
how they, they got it so wrong. So yes, I did leave a negative review on that one. And the crazy thing is the next time I went in, the manager approached me and said, did you leave a negative review? And then scoffed at me afterwards. <laughs> I'm glad that manager isn't there no more, but hey, the new one in that place is absolutely fantastic. The food is perfect and I can't get enough of it. So you're absolutely not the asshole on this one. We'll cover a couple of comments from Toshu says, not the asshole, purely based on your experience, the restaurant shouldn't have opened that night for service if wait times were that long. And honestly, I would have left to be honest. And from what is presented here, it sounds like the manager didn't do too much aside from finger pointing, even though he apologized. I am too tired to care right now, says, oh, good Lord, not the asshole. I had a similar experience at Denny's, ended up walking out. Write that bad review and don't feel bad about it. You got bad food, bad service, and a bad attitude to boot from that I could care less manager. Plus your kid got sick. Mention that in the review, post it and let the public decide what will happen. If the restaurant keeps going like that, under that management, it will close its doors soon. You are not the a-hole. You are not a Karen or a Chad or whatever. You're a good person, but you'll be letting people know about the service and letting the restaurant know how to improve. Post that review, hope your kid gets better, and you have a better and more delicious experience soon. And we'll have one more from Irate Shepherd who says, not the arsehole, writing an honest account of your experience wouldn't be out of line, especially when it caused someone to get sick. For added info, normally just a polite request to have food remade goes unpunished. However, with how this place sounds, I could understand not wanting to risk it. Just know that eating food and then complaining later is done far too often and more won't take it seriously. As someone with loved ones who do this and who has worked in the service industry, it's annoying to have people be concerned about being rude by asking for new food or anything else, but are all too ready to be rude by leaving long, often antagonistic reviews about a place, or in my loved one's case, constantly bring it up from time to time. If you're going to say something, say it there politely but firm as possible. There's no need to be snide while requesting and you should be fine. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Have you guys had bad experience in restaurants yourself and left complaints? Or would you complain there and then? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. Oh, and before we do move on, I just need to clear up something about the chips and fries. There is a slight difference. Well, to me anyway. A chip is a lot thicker and a fry is like this. I'll put a picture on the screen so you can see it. I'm not sure if you guys have like fish and chip shops in other parts of the world. I'm sure there is, but... <laughs> Just in case, chips, fries. <laughs> and our next story is from Zilch6110. Am I the asshole for purposely sending my cousin the wrong timing for a movie so the others could enjoy? My 16 female brother Nate, 17 male, was diagnosed with IED when he was 12. At first I worked on eggshells around him, but things are much better now. And from a quick Google, IED is intermittent explosive disorder. I hope it's that one anyway. Most family members know and understand that IED is not just tantrums, but a serious issue. Some do not. One of my cousins, Kira, 17 female, is one of those people. Ever since my parents informed the family about Nate being diagnosed, she has done nothing but intentionally pushes buttons at every family gathering, outing, or whenever we are together. My parents have talked to my uncle and aunt about this, but they brush it off, calling it pranks. Now my parents will not, under any cost, damage relations with my dad's brother and his family or my dad's other siblings. None of my other cousins like Kira are family. We are forced to be cordial because of our parents. Kira has to be invited every time us cousins hang out together, most of the time ending with Nate being triggered by Kira. The day before yesterday, we all planned to watch a movie. Our parents knew this, so of course, they told Kira's parents who told her. 
She messaged me and asked me where and when we were all supposed to meet at. My brother had been really looking forward to this movie and meeting our cousins after a few months in person. He had also been in a really good mood and I didn't want Kira to ruin it, so I did what I thought was best at the time. I gave her the wrong timing. I told my cousins and Nate what I did and they were fully on board. After the movie finished, we came out of the theater and waited for some time in the parking lot. As soon as we saw Kira pulling over, waving at us, all of us waved back with the sweetest smiles, made a run for our cars, got in and left. As expected, when me and Nate reached home, we were immediately ambushed by our parents about why we abandoned Kira. Apparently, she had cried all the way home. My parents grounded me and Nate for two weeks. He surprisingly took it well and said it was worth it. The rest of my cousins were grounded as well. I did text them telling them they could tell their parents it was my idea, but my cousins refused and reiterated what my brother had said. I thought that was the end of it, but my parents had been really hurt by this and said me and Nate humiliated them in front of Kira's parents and that Kira has been inconsolable since. Edit, so a lot of people are wondering why I invited her rather than telling her outright not to come. I didn't invite her, my parents did. Also, if I tried to deny the invitation, then none of my aunts or uncles or my parents would have let us go. I see how waiting around may have been an asshole move. IED is intermittent explosive disorder. So Reddit, I don't know, am I the asshole? Now, I'm gonna have to say it's a not the asshole for me on this one, but the parents and Kira are massive assholes for, as you said in this one, pushing his buttons over and over. It's bullying behavior. It's not just pushing his buttons. It's not pranks, it's bullying behavior. And your parents are just allowing it by because they don't want to damage relations with other family members rather than sitting down and explaining you know this is not acceptable behavior towards nate it's not fair so i can't blame you for what you're doing in this situation it was the only way he got to see a movie by himself without this kira being forced to go along and potentially ruining nate's day so i can't say you're the arsehole for that but the parents are definitely are 100 percent and Kira's gonna grow up to be an awful person if it's not stamped down. I mean, she's nearly an adult as it is, so legally speaking, I guess. Front Thought says, not the arsehole. She can dish it, but she can't take it. Tell your uncle and aunt it was just a prank and you don't understand why they're overreacting. They don't mind when their own child pranks others, so what's the problem? Bit of petty on petty there. And Snoocake says, not the arsehole. Your parents are huge assholes for allowing your brother to be bullied just because they want to keep the peace. They would rather their child suffer than their lives get affected in the slightest. Speed Blitz says, not the arsehole. If anything, your parents should see this as an eye-opener that when Kira intentionally messed around with Nate, no one seemed to take it seriously. However, when you guys give Kira a little taste of her own medicine and pranked her, now it's serious. And one more from Wet Nib who says, not the arsehole. Does Kira prank all of you or just Nate? The fact that your entire puts up with Kira's shit is why she keeps doing it. They are all enablers. Keep doing what you all are doing. Maybe the grown-ups will finally get the message. OP replies to that one saying, it's just Nate. We've all learned to ignore her. Nate is the only one she can get to react because of the IED. Now, what do you guys make of this story? What, what are your thoughts on it and how would you react if you was OP? Let me know your thoughts and comments on all of today's stories and verdicts if you choose to share them. Never any pressure though either. If you really want to support the channel, you can, you can click that like button below as it really helps the channel. And if you're feeling extra spicy today, you can join the channel by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the link tree in the description and clicking Patreon and join up there. It is super helpful to the channel, but never expected. Thank you so much though. Thank you for your love, support and time. And I will see you in the next one. Take care guys. Much love.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 